Okay, with the rise in the price of gas, there has also been an increase in the number of gas in dashes across the province. Joe Kuto is the Director of Communications for the Ontario Association of Chiefs of Police and joins us now here on this Wednesday for more on this story. Joe, appreciate the time and good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, just how big of a problem has gas gas and dash, how big of a problem has it become? Uh, it's it's an issue that we hear about constantly, to, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's increased in, in terms of profile, in terms of uh, types of crimes. Uh, we've seen a significant increase over the last 10 years. Uh, and it's not just us who are noticing this. We're also noticing from our, our colleagues uh, with the Comedian Stores Association. Uh, they've shared with us their data. And it, it, it uh, basically confirms what we've been seeing, which is, Unfortunately, this type of crime is becoming more and more common, and it's probably just going to get worse as these gas prices continue to go up. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at some of those stats from the Ontario Convenience Stores Association. They figure it was a million dollars in losses uh, last year, and I think they're predicting upwards of $3.7 million, Joe, this year. Yeah, that is what we've heard from our colleagues there as well, and, uh, and that's just for the industry. And if you if you put if you put the cost to uh, police services, because it does cost us every time we get a call and we have to investigate, it costs our police services uh, money uh, to investigate uh, these uh, these uh, crimes, um, and the, the money that that is invested in in doing the job, uh, we don't recoup. Uh, these are, and, and for instance, York Regional Police, uh, they had a, a survey that they did there or a study uh, from their old service. And just that one police service, uh, and this was uh, a few years ago, uh, it, it was about uh, $600,000 per year uh, based on about 2,000 occurrences of, of theft of gas each year. And that's, that's money that that service uh, will never get back. And that means that the, the taxpayers are never going to see that money back and invest it into policing issues that the community wants, not investigating the theft of gas from uh, pumps that are, frankly, uh, very preventable. Yeah, can you tell us a bit about, and I want to get to that in just a second, how we can prevent this, but to tell us, if you could, Joe, a bit about the uh, investigation process when it comes to a gas and dash, because I think a lot of people would think it should be fairly elementary that uh, aren't there security cameras up at most uh, pumps? Uh, are they able to uh, track, uh, you know, the make, model, and license plate of a car? Are you able to track down people who gas and dash? Oh, I, we can't do that if there are, if there's video. And again, it, it's not a consistent thing in terms of the quality of video, the, the placement of cameras. Um, and uh, every occurrence, though, has to be investigated. And there's nothing to say that even if you were able to get a license plate, that that, that car actually belongs uh, to the owner. Uh, that could be a stolen vehicle, for instance, or it could be, uh, you know, the the the, the, the student in the household, the kid, you know, borrow the car kind of thing. And we've actually had anecdotally police officers, you know, go to houses to say, hey, you left uh, without paying. And, and uh, the, the vehicle owner simply will say, oh, gosh, I guess I forgot or my card didn't work. Right. So a lot of it is it are those types of instances. But those occurrences still need to be investigated. That takes police officers off the road, essentially, where they could be investigating crimes, real crimes, serious crimes, rather than these types of crimes. And these are very serious crimes. We take them very seriously because they often involved uh, some sort of violence. People have died 
workers at uh, gas stations trying to prevent these thefts uh, have unfortunately lost their lives. And that we cannot accept. And listen, I was going to bring that up as well, because uh, we have covered several stories to that effect that uh, this can be and often is a uh, crime of violence, a violent crime, as you suggest, uh, Joe, because, uh, you know, typically, obviously, if you're gassing and dashing, you're talking about somebody who is uh, leaving in a reckless manner at a high rate of speed. Could be. And uh, and I think what we need to understand here is that the, the people who work at these gas stations, uh, often they are um, either family members who rotate uh, to keep that business going. Uh, so, and uh, other times it's uh, young people, students who work there part time, earning their tuition, earning their living. And every time there's a gas theft, the employee the worker is responsible for that. So you can understand that if you're earning, you know, not a lot of money uh, and you're working here and that gas theft of $80, $100 is going to go on you, that's a significant hit to that that worker. So uh, if a worker decides, I'm going to go and and intervene, I'm going to go and stop that person from leaving and that person you know, uh, has an altercation or, or a vehicle person altercation even, um, you know, that's just a tragedy waiting to happen. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? And we can prevent these. Uh, the industry is, uh, by and large, keen to prevent it. What we need is government action on this. And to that point, uh, are you talking about mandatory prepayment? Because a lot of gas stations, they've already instilled or installed that uh, at their facilities, at their outlets, that uh, you don't pump a drop of gas until you have prepaid for that. Is that a rather simple and easy solution to this, Joe? Absolutely. And uh, I, I know you've talked to the convenience store association and they'll, they've, they've confirmed this to us as well that um, the technology is in place for us to ensure that no one gets gas without paying for it. Uh, but that does have an economic impact, of course, on some businesses. A lot of them are small businesses. And in rural or northern communities, for instance, that, that could be a significant hit to a, a, a bottom line. What we need across the province is consistency so that uh, vehicle owners, people who are driving vehicles, understand that they will not gas up until they have paid. That's a simple uh, solution. However, in Ontario, that's not the law here. In places like Alberta and British Columbia, they've already had, they've already moved in this direction. Um, the retailers, uh, they've all implemented mandatory uh, payment, and it's had minimal impact on in-store sales, which used to be the argument uh, from from retailers that, uh, well, if, if you know, if you have to, if you prepay, then you're not going to come in and get your chips and your coke and your other things. We, ha- we don't see that in other places, and we don't see that in the United States. Many states have implemented this. So we, as, as law enforcement, are very keen to work with the industry to ensure that there is minimal economic impact, obviously, on those retailers. But the number one issue is protecting the workers at these establishments. Yeah, Joe, before I let you go, I also wanted to mention it's not only gas and dash, but we're also hearing increased occurrences of gas siphoning, that uh, people are actually siphoning gas out of uh, personal uh, vehicles that are uh, parked somewhere, parking lot, parking garage, uh, you name it. Uh, Just your advice to uh, drivers uh, right now, particularly if they might come upon their vehicle and find that the uh, door or the gas caps uh, ajar are off. Uh, first, it's, it's a serious crime. Uh, so those those people up there who think that they're just taking some gas from a vehicle, that it's no big deal. We take it very seriously. So uh, if, when vehicle owners call us, we will investigate. 
And so they should be aware of that. For the owners themselves, it's very important uh, these days that they take all precautions when it comes to their vehicles, including uh, ensuring that those uh, those gas uh, outlets where you put your gas in, um, they're actually locked and you can't, you know, and make it as difficult as possible for people to, to get access to that. Um, the best advice we have is the advice that we give to uh, motorists, uh, vehicle owners, uh, when it comes to theft of vehicles as well. Uh, park your, your vehicle in a garage if you have it. Uh, make sure your your property is well lit. Have cameras around your uh, your property, and um, and and most of all is let's look out for one another. Uh, we're very keen on on encouraging neighbors to look out for neighbors. You see something uh, that is suspicious, report it. Don't be afraid sure. to call police. All right, Joe. I got to leave it there. Appreciate the time and the timely information. Thank you so much as always for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You bet. Joe Kutu is the Director of Communications for the Ontario Association of Chiefs of Police. And that does it for our time here on this Wednesday. Thanks, as always, for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll meet you right back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.